Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is a public figure that should be celebrated and WWE commemorated him in a very beautiful fashion officially last night on Monday Night Raw. And as a member of the WWE Universe, it is always cool to see no matter the race, I guess we'll call it, if you are to be celebrated, then you will be celebrated. So, with that being said, feedback issues and everything, let's get directly into Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yes. Monday Night Raw. Podcast from the shadows and it's Blake. Doing the damn thing. WWE. Then now forever, baby. Let's do it. Raw, OKC. Got Brock Lesnar coming out first. This is Blake. It was. It had to been some kind of crazy feedback issues. I'm not sure. This time Raw is in four parts, so there could just be a couple of uh, skips in uh, what happened in the show. I don't know how long these uh, spots were. I know when I was watching a little bit that I did see, it was uh, maybe about two minutes during the Seth Rollins segment. So I'm not really too sure. Well, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre segment. So I'm not really too sure. But one way or another, we here on the road to WrestleMania indeed. And while Michael Cole is talking, the Royal Rumble up first. We thought that Brock was going to see Braun, but no, now Brock is going to see Finn Balor. And, you know, this is, this is a great story, you know, it has that big man, small man feel. Regardless of the reason and as to why the match ended up taking place, I am uh, definitely intrigued with how the outcome of that little story is going to be. Regardless of what we already think we know about it, you know, I think it's going to be real cool to see Finn get himself over. But beyond me right now, uh, I believe Paulie has something to share. Well, right after the crowd calms down with the Suplex City chance, it's a great night in OKC. They they could they you could tell that they're all having a good time. But please, Paul Heyman, what? Don't want to talk over him. This match doesn't have much time to build. You know, it has been about, I think, about two weeks, really. But, wait a minute. does like him. More applause and chase from the crowd. 
either OKC was on fire last night in a good way or they actually like him. That was the thing. Guys like Seth Rollins, I think that, that it took Twitter by storm uh, briefly. Well, I don't know how much, but yeah. I like Finn. It's taking me a while to like him, but I'm not. I don't. You know Brock Lesnar's a different type of he's a different type of beast, man. Well, he believes in Finn also. Trying to bring it back to Raw. That's an interesting little story that's being told.
Mr. McMahon coming down to the ring. I hope you guys are on your feet. So Finn Balor went through what? Four people to become the number one contender or to get this championship opportunity. All set up by Mr. McMahon. And now he's got something to say to Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and us in the WWE Universe. the big man yeah share with us David ate all the mushrooms <laughs> That's WWE law, ladies and gentlemen. Wait. All right. No doubt Finn Balor has fans straight from Mr. McMahon's mouth. No more bullshit from the internet. Part of my language. Please, Mr. McMahon, if I may. The story of David and Goliath in WWE lore. Just so we got it straight. David was eating all the mushrooms in the village and said, I'm going to go challenge Goliath because, you know, he ate up all the mushrooms in the village. And when he went and challenged Goliath, he got the holy hell beat out of him and then was never seen again until Finn Balor. Well, okay then. Look. <laughs> Okay, let's. I'm gonna keep that one in mind as uh, Finn's path in WWE uh, continues. Look, he made an Oklahoma City reference, and the people cheered. Then he had to make sure they didn't like it, so he called them hillbillies. <laughs> oh my god. Then called them slow. That's Paul Heyman with the alley oop assist. Said he's talking too fast for him. Man. Wait. We were just gonna get into the fairy tale part of this, but well, here comes Braun. You know, Braun Strowman got that type of energy where you 
Anybody could be doing anything, but when his music hit, you turn your head. Like, wait, what? So, people are saying that he's been softened up and he's not necessarily the same superstar. Man, I think he's still clearly a monster. And no, it's not just off flipping a limo and breaking the door off, even though that was fairly monster-esque. He is, uh, he's still very strong, very powerful, and once he's good to go to get back in the ring, I'm 100% sure we're gonna get, um, we're gonna get some good stories told. But wait, look at that, Brock Lesnar is, he's, uh, trying to prod at him. Look, this is a tease. It's, uh, antagonizing, <laughs> you know? Like, is Braun cleared for action? He, he lifted a limo. Flipped it. But Brock is ready to fight him. Well, acting like it. Mr. McMahon asked Brock to stop toying with him. Okay. Oh, look. This is the second time Mr. McMahon then got cut off. Okay. So, out comes Finn. Alright, so. Finn was the most recent one to get a good rub from John Cena. I feel like anybody that gets to work with John Cena is uh, getting a good look. Especially with where he's at now, but the, you know, the, the high praise that John Cena gave him last week. I'm not too sure if I brought this up before, but it reminded me of when he did it with Kalisto. Like, that was the first real time I noticed it. Long time ago. Wait a minute, though. Look, here go Finn trying to troll Mr. McMahon, calling it the same old role. Man. So he beat three different people, but it was really four. So he pinned the greatest of all time. <laughs> I like how, like how Paulie came in off camera with that. That was funny. And Paul standing on the second greatest of all time part. Really funny. Myself into the time is right. 
Man, because they need that title back on road. That's what he's saying. Need that championship. Hey, bro, thanks for the support. I appreciate it. But um, really, next time, keep your nose out of my business because I'm going to do something that you've never done, and that's beat Brock Lesnar. Oh, wow. Well, the writing was there. I understand. Oh. Whoa. Brock done walked out the ring. Mr. McMahon told him not to go anywhere. I don't know if he's going to walk all the way. Oh, just go ahead and leave. Vince said. Mm. And then they laughed. Turn to look directly at Lesnar when he said that last night. Uh-huh. All right, then. Uh-huh. <laughs> very interesting. Shouts to Mr. McMahon. <laughs> I do say very interesting a lot. Maybe Sasha told him. <laughs> Shouts to Sasha. So Finn is taking on Braun. This has been a match that I remember before. I believe it was a main event some time ago at this point. But Finn and Braun both put on a really, really good story. I, at the time, I didn't really uh, know how to necessarily read a match. I was still kind of getting into it. But Finn made it look very good, and Braun Strowman didn't... It was like Braun Strowman didn't go through pain, per se. It was Finn's uh, ability to tell the story and do things. So it wasn't super impactful moves, obviously. But it was... Uh, it was it was cool because they both, you know, like he wore him down, you know. I believe Finn ultimately lost that match because, you know, he's taking on a monster. But he definitely made the match way more interesting than what, it initially, what I personally had assumed it was going to be. So now these two are going at it, and I'm very interested to see how the story uh how it unfolds between these two this time around on the opening match of Monday Night Raw. Gosh, big spot before we uh get off of this and get to the end, but a shoulder tackle almost knocked Finn into the first row. That was crazy. Okay, the match ends in DQ, but let Michael talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Now, Brock Lesnar didn't get involved for no reason in that matchup because that was crazy. Please, gentlemen, give me a moment. That was so awesome. The way uh, Finn was able to tell the story there and the way it ended up, everyone seemed to, to go home happy in a way, except for Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman knocked Finn Balor into the corner. Finn jumped over it. And he got pushed down or he was going to the top rope. Either way, he was pushed down into Brock Lesnar, which uh, Brock Lesnar gave him a belly-to-belly suplex off of that, which is, let's just say, get ready for Sunday. You know, we saw a couple of moments between those two starting a fight. But Finn Balor, uh, when he went back into the ring, he continued to, you know, attack at the Beast because the Beast hit him with a belly-to-belly. This says Finn has heart. At the end of it all, you know, Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar are two big guys, and Finn is attempting to fend for himself. And I didn't really, I didn't think that he was going to be able to, but it looks good going into Sunday because we got to see, we got to see a suplex, and then Brock Lesnar just, just ended the match by disqualification by F5ing Finn. Usually the referee will call for DQ, but, uh, you know, the way this story needed to be told, you know, it made Finn look really good, even though, ultimately, Brock Lesnar is the one standing tall. The end of the match saw Braun Strowman running into a post, uh, hurting his shoulder, and Finn was able to drop kick him and put him into the drop zone. He landed a coup de grace, but that is when Brock came in and uh, interfered officially into the match. I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday because, you know, we got to see some big things. Braun Strowman's injury was highlighted. You know, maybe the shoulder was still bothering him or, you know, his arm injury with the elbow and stuff like that. It's, it could be painful for the entire arm. So he might be, you know, prepped for in-ring action. But at the same time, he's not... It wasn't a lot that he was in there doing, you know. He did what he uh, could, and he looks like he's definitely ring ready. But, um, you know, to be able to have Finn get the best of you in those moments, you know, it, you know, it's, to try to keep it inside of the storyline, I think it was cool because we were told that we were going to get a David versus Goliath type story just to warm things up, and that is exactly what we got. See that? That's a change. I think it's a little bit of a change. We we told what kind of story we should look to, and we saw how that story was played, how it played out in the ring. This is the way that we should be trying to watch the product. You know, if we're looking to see what's going on in the new era of WWE, guys. This is what I'm attempting to have everyone recognize. So please see it just like that. I like how that match ended up, you know. So, let's continue the show and see what see what comes next. Because Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar are not going at it either way. Ronda Rousey and Natalia are going to take on Sasha Banks and Bailey. So, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited to see that one. Anything else? Seth Rollins is going at it with Drew McIntyre. All right. This uh, this looks good, and who knows what else is gonna happen on Raw? 
Nice. That's right. New champ. Bobby Lashley won that last week in the triple threat against Dean and well Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. So it was a lot of interferences from Leo Rush last week on Raw. What a spear. That rolling spear Bobby Lashley does. Y'all know I speak highly of it every time I see it. It is beautiful. <laughs> he rolls. Anyway. And Dean Ambrose looked real good taking that spear. So that was pretty much how a lot of assists goes to Leo Rush. But, you know, it's still a still a good look to see him as the new uh, Intercontinental Champion. Wow. Not only is he better than those two clowns, but he's better than every single last person in that locker room. He does think he can beat Brock Lesnar. One day we might see. Right. Dang. Oh, they're getting a payday, a good one. Yes, Intercontinental Championship celebration. Wow. Wow. fan fiction <laughs> from Renee Young. That was hilarious. Uh, rocking the championship to the side a little bit. We seen a quick pose from Bobby Lashley, but apparently we getting an interruption from Apollo Crews. All right. So we we sticking with the Apollo Crews thing. There was a little time when he was just called Apollo, but well for all kinds of reasons. But you know, back to him being him, that's cool. He's uh, the quoted young upstart. He's been around for a while, but to see him get trusted with some TV time on MLK Day, good luck. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they do want to see a fight. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't even belong out here. 
So we getting a pose down between Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews and making muscles in the ring. This is a showcase of true masculine, uh, masculine masculinity. <laughs> oh wait, but it's Apollo's turn. He's pop locking. Really? Into the double bicep. Well, uh, this is, this is, uh, it isn't different. It's, it's Monday Night Raw comedy, you know. And ladies get to see, you know, something nice. Oh, side chest pose. Now, we know Apollo is definitely very muscular, but Bobby Lashley is much larger in physique. Oh, well, well, they're definitely, they're guys in Oklahoma City, apparently, because one came with a son. He, so Apollo had to do a side chest pose, and he did a, he did the cabbage patch into it. Wow. most muscular pose oh man yo Bobby Lashley is a freak of nature bro he's a freak of nature bro that's wild he really really must eat healthy oh Apollo did a spin into the full muscle pose, but <laughs> an attack from Bobby Lashley. So, so who won that? <laughs> that Leo, dang, Leo getting gorilla wrestling out of ring. All right, so are we gonna? I'm assuming we're gonna get a match between these two. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Wow, that was actually. Uh, fast match but it was uh very it would keep you glued to it strong moves these apollo was the story was apollo was trying to do all of his flashy moves but bobby lashley uh proved to be uh stronger and you know be able to take it but apollo he was able to lift him up for a gorilla press slam and hit his standing moon so you know wait wait a minute though Something. Oh man. Here goes Seth coming out to. Uh, I, well, he does have his. He has his uh, segment with Drew McIntyre next. But. 
Bobby Lashley, yeah, these two have been going at it. But Bobby Lashley was celebrating, you know. So, uh, so Seth Rollins came out and ruined that. I mean, he did the championship wasn't on the line, but wow, you know, the architect. It was that was that was deep. Why would he do that? Look at that. A little mad. Well, Leo did interfere a lot. Oh, but wait, we got the stare down. Hmm. Nah. Alright. That was cool. That was cool. So yeah, Leo Rush getting these assists and being in the uh being in the mix of what's going on in Bobby Lashley's matches has definitely proved to pay dividends. Leo Rush has well when Apollo had him he actually grabbed him and had him picked up for Gorilla Press Slam. Bobby Lashley was able to pick up the victory with that same rolling spear. I think uh, Bobby Lashley's a little bit more polished in the ring than Apollo is. Of course, they're two different styles with Apollo being more of the high-flying type, more of the flippy, and that's not to talk down on it. Bobby Lashley being just more of a power type. His, uh, he, was, he, he just seems like his, uh, his years of experience in this would... Uh, come out on top regardless but Leo Rush uh, definitely made that win that much easier for him so very very cool and seg um, pardon me and Seth has come and interrupted so uh, let's see what he has to say well, actually I think this is where we uh, have a bit of the hiccup so we'll get into it we'll get into it Wow, the match between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre was a story of Seth Rollins trying to, Seth Rollins was trying to have, every, he gave it everything he had and he took a lot of energy from Drew McIntyre so the roll up victory ended in Seth Rollins just putting his, his weight on Drew McIntyre at a surprise moment. So, Drew McIntyre doesn't win against Seth tonight, but it's, it definitely seems like a very cool um, rivalry that could be beginning between these two. I know they had something to say about the Royal Rumble match streaming live this Sunday on the WWE Network, and I know that... Uh, They both had something to say about uh, winning. I know we saw Drew's promo, but that was one of the feedback issues we had. So I'm going to go and find the Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins segment on the WWE YouTube channel because I missed out on that just because of the small feedback issue. That's cool because it's all right because uh, I'm, I'm, I know that these two are going to have a definite spot in the rumble and I want to know exactly how uh, they're going to be able to potentially make it to the last two spots so either way we have the revival uh, in the back speaking to Mr. McMahon about something so let's, let's so one of the feedback issue spots we had was during Seth Rollins promo 
Sorry about that. So I'm going to go to the WWE YouTube channel to see what he had to say. But either way, Drew came out, spoke about the Royal Rumble match, and they ended up going at it. Drew McIntyre had a lot of powerful moves, and the, the it, Seth's shoulder was a highlight of that match. He kept uh, running into the post and getting landing on it after a couple of moves from Drew. But in the end of the match, Drew McIntyre did not get the win. Seth Rollins picked up the victory because he stacked his weight on top of Drew McIntyre. It looked fairly surprising. You know, a lot. It was a great sit-down power bomb spot that we got to see. Uh, it was. I would definitely say go back and find that on a YouTube channel. The clips of that. There were. It was a great, great match. I like those two. So we have Mr. McMahon in the revival backstage. Uh, could only imagine what they're asking for. Apparently, somebody's trying to get Mr. McMahon's attention while he's speaking to the revival. Ah, it's Kurt Hawkins. So Kurt Hawkins could be a referee for that match. Okay, well, let's let's see how that all plays out later on in the show. Sounds pretty funny. So after a cool segment from Dean Ambrose backstage in the uh, boiler room, we got the six-man tag between the Lucha House Party taking on. Uh, the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal. Dean's still very upset that he lost the Intercontinental Championship and he's definitely focused on the Royal Rumble match this Sunday streaming live on the network. He's gonna, uh, he's very upset that he lost and I could only imagine what he's gonna uh, bring to the table because take nothing away from Dean he definitely was in there last once well almost he was the last man going against Triple H a couple of rumbles back so you know he has a shot you know he's uh, he calls himself the moral compass now but there was a time when he was the Iron Man of WWE and that is what the Intercontinental Championship you know that's a that's what it's called in some tenses, so either way, uh, <laughs> Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers right now are getting the best at a house party, not not too sure how, uh, well, if they could pick up a win over the Lucha house party, though, but, but we're going to find out how they do it. This is, uh, this is a fairly entertaining match, especially on commentary. A tilt-to-world backbreaker to one of the Bollywood boys he gets the Lucha House Party to victory would you look at that 
we're all happy that, you know, the Singh brothers have been featured on the TV. But if Jinder Mahal is a former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, then we can't be having them look that crazy. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is with that one. So we got EC3 backstage, and he's chatting it up with Dana Brooke. But next up, we got Elias coming on out. Maybe we even get the, uh, get the performance. Oh, uh, well, maybe next week. Um, it was so amazing. Crowd loves this guy. Alright. Oh man. He's getting interrupted right before he gives us a new song by none other than Baron Corbin. Ain't that something? But you know what's funny? Baron Corbin beat Elias the last time they were at, went at it in the ring. So, let's see what he has to say. So, I guess we're going to get the rematch between Baron Corbin and Elias. Like I said, I've seen Baron Corbin was able to pick up the victory last time. Like, maybe it was two weeks out? I can't remember, two weeks ago or something like that. Either way, they're going to go at it one more time. And we're going to see if Elias can pick up that victory over Baron Corbin. The match started up and built up to, well, based off of uh, Elias wanting to play a song and talk about the Royal Rumble and all of the superstars. But uh, then he ended up having to sing a song about Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin kept interrupting him. So, you know, sing a song, little ditty. Oklahoma City loved it. I, this segment had me thinking maybe we would hear a, a Kevin Durant reference, you know, because he left, but, ah, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, I, right now, the crowd really doesn't like Baron Corbin, and I would definitely call it good heat. If we're looking for reactions out of the WWE universe, then that was told that, I don't know, maybe it was too easy, but right now, Baron Corbin is uh, one of the very disliked, uh, figures and it's it's cool for him because it's uh it's a it's a different type of space and he could be a real real good bad guy in the company so you know it all leads to an eventual eventual face turn I assume but Baron Corbin it's if you're looking at the product the way I'm looking at the product he's definitely a, a fun character that the crowd likes to react to. So, it's good for him. Taking on Elias, you know, Elias is clearly, you know, beloved. 
and he's uh, you know he he picks up victories when he needs to. I don't. I, of course, I would like to see him go on a title run, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to see him just relegated to the musical act, but to have live music at an event, you know, it's a little bit of everything, you know, and he's so capable. So, you know, Tom will, Tom will tell, especially since he's in the Royal Rumble match, he knows it isn't going to be easy. And he's, he's ready. I don't, if he wins, it would be crazy. I think it would be, uh, it wouldn't be as epic as a Rusev Day thing, you know, but it would, uh, it would, it would push him into the stratosphere. Either way, we're into the match now, and it's time to find out who wins. So Baron Corbin picks up the win. It was uh, they they're calling a shot to the throat, and uh, they calling it a cheap shot. The referee didn't uh, say anything about it, and. He recognizes exactly what was happening, right? Well, either way, Baron Corbin uh, picks up the win. I'm not too sure, you know, how that makes Elias look. Or, okay. Uh, it's, you know. Yeah. Either way, up next, we got a moment of bliss. So, uh, this actually gives... This little match, this match, this win gives Baron Corbin some momentum going into the Royal Rumble. You know, I mean, he was holding the ropes. You know, the referee had to break up because uh, Elias was trying to beat him up. And he was able to, uh, once he got around the referee, that was when Baron Corbin hit him in the throat. So, I mean, if we're looking at it from like, you know, the sports entertainment, you know, like football replays and stuff like that. If the referee didn't react to it, you know, and he was well aware, I don't know. Like, he he reacted to it and didn't call the match. He didn't say Baron Corbin did something to cheat or anything like that. I'm, you know, so. Baron Corbin picks up the victory. Are these guys going to continue their little rivalry? We'll have to find out in coming weeks. So, as Alexa Bliss goes down a list of the women in the 30-woman Royal Rumble match this Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network, I must say, this was a funny way to go through that segment. She named all of the, all of the participants in the match. It was uh, halfway awkward, but... It was all right because it's about the promotion of the match. So, uh, the, a moment of bliss has had some crazy surprises in, uh, well, since it's been here. Uh, so we're gonna find out. Um, oh, the guest this week is uh, Nia Jax. Uh, she's the odds-on favorite, apparently. I would. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know about it. You know, everyone's going to try to get her over the top. I know we got some space for some surprises, hopefully. And we'll see what happens. But this is a guest. Anything to say?
Grabs the microphone from Naya. Uh, this is funny. This is because it's the talk show. Ember thinks she's gonna win. That's a cool pick too. Yeah. Anything could take place. Wait. Oh man, now everybody coming down out. Look, 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 Captain Foxy done came on out to the ring. Captain of the women's division, Alicia Fox. Wow. As the. <laughs> This is this is funny. A little show is always interrupted with uh, superstars, but I can only imagine how crazy it could get. I think it uh, needs a little bit of that feel to give it the spice, like always some crazy, sh something crazy taking place. You know, we don't want to say too many bad words. So Mickey James says she's stolen the show before, and she's gonna. She's always capable of doing it again. Oh, now the riot squad. Look, so it's just chaos breaking out on Alexa Bliss's show. She done. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. We need fights on a moment of bliss. Not all the time. But maybe funny spots of it all taking place. You know, like, it, 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 I wouldn't say wacky because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to make it look bad. <laughs> we, we just need some more crazy shenanigans. Because now the entire world women's division is just out there. We don't want this to fizzle out too fast. We want to see it keep interest. Oh, there we go. And a brawl is taking place. Nia Jax pushed Ember first and started the, the frenzy. So now the referees are breaking it up. Yeah, it ended in chaos. The chaos could be a... Built a little bit better just to show that there's actual or an actual effort being put into it, not taken away from what went into this. Oh wait a minute, so now they backstage, these women are fighting in gorilla. Oh my gosh, see look, this is crazy. Wow, so then they all just fought backstage. What dysfunction in the Royal Women's Division. That was very weird. I guess um, the only thing I can really say is the 
women in this year's Royal Rumble are very passionate. Passionate. However, this will be a moment of bliss you will never forget. Oh, really? Because I, Alexa Bliss, uh-huh. will be competing in this Royal Rumble match. That's so claps. That's what's up. She coming on back to the ring. It's been a while. Wait. And here you go. Lacey Evans. Is this the raw debut? I mean, what an interruption. her sort of as in short the like sort of shotgun the Royal Rumble match will be me a classy sophisticated lady oh Lacey Evans okay all right then. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get to see Lacey Evans in the Rumble. Well, oh well. I wonder who's gonna win that one. I, like y'all already know, I can talk about the women's division all day when it comes to it. And speaking of, don't forget we got that tag team match between Ronda Rousey and Chadley taking on Sasha and Bailey. Ronda with two titles if they win the tag championships. Well, man, but whatever. Wow, look at that. Tag team, Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery is going to make their world debut. See, see, this is a good look. This is good. Wait a minute. Worldwide? What was that? <laughs> Some <laughs> stage hand from a backstage hand, whatever, just walked right behind Titus O'Neill while he was trying to, you know, promote himself in the Royal Rumble match. That's pretty funny. But now we got the Ascension taking on Heavy Machinery and Heavy Machinery's Monday Night Raw debut. So let's let's see. I'm I got my I got my eye open for this one. I'm definitely interested to see how these guys fare against a very respectable team in the Ascension. These guys do the worm. They have some uh, cute tag team uh, maneuvers. But um, ultimately, they picked up the victory because of skill. So it's, uh, it was cool. They, I would like to see uh, more of what they're capable of. I, 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 
I don't want to just call it out and say they're a comedy act automatically, but it definitely was comical uh, from what I got to see. These guys are a definite showmen <laughs> above anything. So, heavy machinery pick up the victory against the Ascension. Wow. So, Kurt Hawkins called the match between the Revival and and the tag team champions Bobby Roode and Chad Gable straight down the middle. The Revival were definitely trying to cheat to win the entire time, but uh, Kerr Hawkins was well aware as the referee in the match. And when the, refer when the Revival lost and were ready to attack Kerr Hawkins, out came Zack Ryder for the save. So. Zack Ryder just helped him up, and LOL, if we see any kind of change in WWE, guess what, we got Zack Ryder back on WWE television, ladies and gentlemen, that is something to be applauded, that's a good, good look. Ronda Rousey interview. see Sasha and Rowdy real fast not too much this is of course the show before Royal Rumble so you know in in the fashion that we all love to see we're gonna get to see these guys tag up I mean somebody had to be the quoted bad guy and that's um something I've been thinking about when it comes to you know how to heal and face are portrayed on WWE television I'll get more in depth with it at another time. Let me just continue to think about it because it's it could it could it could make uh, for some newer matches or some uh, newer angles on the rivalries. But either way, we're gonna get this tag match. You know, Ronda and Natty are two of the best mat technicians we got. And I know that uh, Sasha and Bailey are definitely two also uh, 
you know, favorites, fan favorites. So it's going to be real cool to see how they're able to, uh, you know, uh, you know, go at it and square up. I'm trying to think about some who might win between the two, and um, I don't, I don't know. It seems a little early, you know, because you know both of them. We obviously want to say the women's champion and Natty are gonna win, but you know Sasha and Bailey. You know, we got a match coming up on Sunday. So, who knows what WWE is going to be able to pull out with this one. Let's find out, though. Wait. We got Sasha with a microphone before the match even starts. You want to talk about resentment? Who the hell do you think you are, huh? Uh-oh. She looked. I'm a four-time Raw champion. The first ever woman to be in a Hell in a Cell match. At last year's Royal Rumble, I laughed. Hmm. We put our hearts and souls in this ring every damn day. And you want to talk about our desire? You can stop trying to tell the world that I'm a worthy competitor because the world already knows that I am. And you didn't give me any. Wow, this is real. Entrance between Sasha and Bailey. Look, look, Sasha ready to get in there with Ronda too. Man. Man. Ah, oh, man, this is crazy. Uh, we want to look. The referee can't even get the match started for real, for real, because Sasha and Ronda are trying to go at it. Well, Ronda been ready to go. Since Sasha was making her entrance, she's been ready to fight. Not even trying to calm her down, but, you know, Sasha clearly got this woman riled up. I mean, you don't want to, we learned this earlier tonight, but you don't want to poke at the beast for too long. You know, Finn was trying. Like, this is an idea of David and Goliath in itself with Sasha taking on Ronda, but we don't want to discount anything with Sasha either way Sasha and Natty going at it to start the match let's see how this one oh my goodness let's go all right so as this tag team match continues between these women superstars I remember that uh you know all of these women that have gone up against Ronda Rousey thus far have seemed uh unafraid we know that Charlotte was uh, very scrappy with Ronda and uh, she has a longer frame. Now, we're not going to speak on Charvizard too much, you know, because, you know, we're doing SmackDown tomorrow. And I'm pretty sure she's going to have a great showing. But uh, Sasha is doing just as much uh, scrappy type-esque uh, things as far as this uh, match is uh, continuing. And it's cool to see Sasha give that type of energy, you know. She's... She has to play the bad guy, but still be a face with uh, with Bailey, like a good guy. But we have to have a bad guy in the match, and I think that really can it can really def it can lead to some really cool rivalries. Sasha's doing a great job at you know really embracing that character now. I would say, you know, and she's still swiping at. Ronda Rousey. This, if anything, has made the match really intriguing. Everybody has their reasons as to why they like this match, 
but I'm 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 really interested to see how these women are able to go at it come Sunday at the Royal Rumble. But they they continuing to go at it, so let's see how this plays out. So they went at it. They had a cool tag match, and Sasha ended up tapping Natty out to the bank statement. That was that's pretty cool, you know. Sasha got back into the ring after they after the ref raised their hands in victory to give a quick stare down to Ronda Rousey, and this this got a lot of. It's a lot of tension, a lot of electricity between these two. I like to see Sasha Banks go at it with Ronda Rousey because they're both, like, of all the people Ronda Rousey's faced off uh, against since she's been on the roster, Sasha's one that is, uh, I would say, around her size, you know, could do just as much squirming. In the match, we saw that Sasha was able to attempt to reverse out of certain moves, how to get out of. Uh, certain difficult positions. Ronda Rousey setting up for the armbar. Sasha was able to roll around. We saw Sasha actually get the bank statement on Ronda Rousey. You know, this this is boss type stuff. Like just her physicality in the match, her resourcefulness, you know, and her resilience ended up getting her the victory. Uh, barely went at it. Billy was out there trying to help a team out, and this this is looking good. This is looking good going into the Royal Rumble. So that ended the show, and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Slight feedback issues included. It it definitely went by rather quickly for me. I didn't think that the match. I I figured that was the main event, but it didn't feel like we were building toward the main event. It didn't feel like it was segment to segment. You know, it was it was fun to watch, and I hope that you guys enjoyed uh, listening to me attempt to give an analysis on it as much as I enjoyed watching. So, this is Blake, podcasting shows. Shouts to, you know, the uh, Scumbags Pro Wrestling. Shouts to Brandon and Mike. Shouts to uh, Tom, Everything Pro Wrestling. All the rest of the guys. Shouts to Baboon. It's one of the first sponsorship deals. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, Give me some time. We'll get into it. But with all of that being said, I will catch you guys tomorrow for SmackDown. Peace.